Hey everybody, welcome to Detox Podcast. I am Denise Walker, your host, and this is episode, I'm not sure what, (laughs) but it's called coffee, and like how good is coffee, right? And if I can equate more things to coffee in my life, I think we're on a we're on our way. Um, wow, so last weekend was Whisper and Roar. And yes, we did it. We did the workshop. Linda, or Tag D and Car and I, nailed it out. I met some other people from Hip Sobriety who had just completed, like, the most recent one. Oh, it's so wonderful to meet them. And I met people who are from She Recovers and people who have done 12-step programs. It was, like, a bunch of women from different facets of recovery. And I had never met any of them before. Oh, it was so amazing. It went really, really well. I was honored to have had that experience. And... I want to do it again. Absolutely. Um, it really just made me feel like I was on the right path. So, yeah. Um, but before that, actually, uh, in between uh, coming home from Vegas and then leaving again for San Francisco, there was just a week in between there. And on my way home from the airport after Las Vegas, I got into a car accident Um wasn't my fault. I was turning right and the person beside me was also turning right. It was a three lane turning lane and they just overshot it too icy going too fast and just went right into me instead of turning. Um, I have whiplash. Um, I've been going to the chiropractor and for massage. It turns out that you get 21 free uh, massage, chiropractic, acupuncture, or physio appointments after an MVA. So definitely cashing in on that. And my whiplash is not bad. It's definitely manageable. And so I really think this was just like a beautiful blessing. Um, A reminder for self-care, a reminder to just take care of my body and like pay more attention to my body and like really listen when it's talking to me. And it was such a blessing because I didn't really have a lot of stuff to do. All I had to do was really, like, go to work and deal with this traffic collision, like, with insurance and stuff. And you know what? Um, I have pulled back from social media just to kind of, like, integrate and rest and um, just be really gentle with myself. And that's – I'm going to get into that, to this episode – but yeah, uh, Love Fest is coming up. It's on Saturday, February 23rd. Um, it's at the Aria Banquet Hall here in Edmonton. If you don't have your tickets already, it's going to be amazing. You can get them on Eventbrite through Sober Saturdays. Uh, she's on Facebook or on Instagram, Sober Saturdays with a Z. And uh, yeah, it's going to be all about self-love and the correlation between negative self-talk and addiction which is so prevalent. So I'm really excited to be a part of that and be able to uplift people, hopefully, and just share some stuff um, that has been going on with me, some poetry. Uh, There's going to be other performances, singer, drag, 
there's going to be makeup and hair artists that's going to glam all of us up. There's going to be a dance, red carpet walk. It's just going to be a big, like, powerful, positive vibe. And I think you should check it out. You don't have to be sober, um, but it is a sober event. Uh, so sober, sober curious, sober supportive. Um, just looking for something to do that doesn't involve alcohol or just something to do um, at all, you know? Check it out. Um, Pick Your Poison Volume 2, April 20th. That's the date. Um, it's going to be available for pre-sale soon. I'm going to get on that so I can launch that. And oh my god. Super excited. Okay. All right, let's get into this. Coffee. This poem is called Coffee. My existence is a French press. My soul is boiling water. When trouble stirs, I compress it down. Dark, thick, coffee grounds of chaos trapped below that yields pure, bittersweet stimuli to get me through the day. Mm. You know what? It took me a long time to actually, like, realize what the hell I was talking about in this poem. Uh, and now that I do, it's like, boom, like, slamming me in the face. It makes so much sense. I have a couple poems that I wrote in just a whirlwind, came to me in an instant, wrote it down, left it, and just really didn't think about it again until publication and until editing and and here now in this podcast. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what, Denise? Your existence is a French press. I mean, how bougie. Uh, what are you talking about? So did some soul searching on that bad boy. And I was trying, like, try to think about this stuff as it's coming up. It's getting closer to the date. I look at the poems a little bit ahead and uh, try to have these experiences throughout my week, throughout my month, that maybe can just um, nag at me a little bit or remind me of an experience that I can equate it to. Uh, Nothing was coming up for this one. I was getting a little frustrated. I was starting to think that I had to skip it. Um, and I was also really feeling that I almost didn't want to record this. I just wanted a break. But I know that this is really good for me. This is like talk therapy for me. It's it's knowing that I have this audience and all of you listening to me. I feel really connected and like I can just say whatever I want to say, and I hope it lands, and I hope that there's some benefit in it for you. There's definitely benefit in it for me. So I did it. I'm sitting here. It's Sunday night. This is going to air tomorrow morning at 6 (laughs) a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So yeah, uh, I, I dove into it a little bit, and or a lot, and I came up with the fact, if you just think of a French press, if you're unfamiliar with a French press, it is a coffee maker. You can make tea in it too, but it's just a container with a plunger on it, right? So you put your coffee grounds in it, you fill it up with boiling hot water, and you let it steep for, I don't know, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever your heart desires, and then you shove that plunger down, and you trap all of the coarse raw material down at the bottom, and what's left is this filtered, 
delicious, palatable liquid that also provides energy to anyone who drinks it. So, for me, what this really was, what was coming up for me, I remember it now. I do, and it's this sensation where chaos, chaos would just drum up and it would stir up from within me and I would recognize it and I would see it and I would say, no, not today, chaos. And I would just plunger it down inside of me. And I would just shove it down and trap it down. And only the yummy, delicious, palatable parts of me would be filtered through. And that's what the world around me would see. That's what I would feel. That's the experience that myself and the world around me would would have. And I fed off of that, this control, this ability to see the madness as it came into me and started up again. And I would just, mm, no, not today. Not letting you take control. But there's a part of that that feels unhealthy to me. That when I was pushing so much down, good stuff got pushed down too. And when you trap everything down there and you only let yourself feel, taste, experience the goodness, the good parts that are getting getting into the stuff that's actually going to reach people, reach myself, you don't process it properly. And it's it's almost like it's not real. Uh, my friend said to me, she attended this uh, Lululemon thing here in Edmonton, and one of the instructors said, you should feel your emotions without editing them. Without placing this plunger inside of you, this screen, this this filter, you should just let yourself feel it. And I know that there is a concept, of course, where, you know, you don't let everything that comes into your mind escape through your lips. It's good to have a bit of a filter, right? We don't want to hurt people. We don't want to say things that we don't really mean. They're just the first thing that pops into our head. But I think it's important to recognize the difference. The difference between filtration and trapping you know you want the good stuff and the bad stuff to be felt equally that's the only way it gets processed we don't want to throw it away we don't want to discard all this stuff that happened to us that is happening to us all this stuff that we're feeling it's real the dark coarse raw material that all of this goodness is bred from, it's real. And it's okay to experience that. And you know what? It stems from a wanting to be perfect. It stems from a wanting to be liked. It stems from this ideal that we have of how we're supposed to be. And you know what? I rejected that a lot. 
I never thought that that was pertinent to me. I never thought, oh, I'm not in that game. I'm not trapped by this, oh, I must be perfect perfectionism thing. But I am. The more that I think about it, I feel a lot of anxiety towards the things that I put out there. Like right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm analyzing everything that I say and I'm thinking, should I go back and record this? Is this stupid? Am I pausing too much? Am I saying like a hundred million times? Am I saying and too many times? And I just have to stop. I just have to, you know what? I take, I do these almost in one take every time unless I really fall off. And usually I fall off right at the beginning in the intro before I even uh, read the poem in the announcements. That's where I, I get off the rails. But I feel like that's an okay place to get off the rails. It's easy to just cut it there. Uh, but the rest of it, I like to just kind of ramble to you. I don't even write it out anymore. I just kind of let whatever comes to me come to me and I just say it. And it's scary to do that. Sometimes I don't even listen back to it because I get this fear of what if this is so stupid? What if this is the stupidest thing that I've ever said and I'm just letting all these people listen to it? What will they think of me? Are all of these people judging me listening to this? Maybe you are. And you know what? I don't care. I really don't care. Because... I can't let myself feed into that negativity. I can't let myself filter myself into this plastic, perfect, cookie-cutter version. You know, I, I just want to be real for you. I want to be real for myself. I can't deal with that, that anxiety and that fear and that, that circus inside my head of, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing this right? I can't do it. So lately, actually, like on my Instagram, I post three times a week and it's always in the same order. It's a real life photograph with a little write up of like what's going on in my mind. Then it's a poem. So everybody has access to my poetry and I make sure that my poetry is getting out there so people can see it and people know it. And then I post a picture of the announcement that uh, my latest podcast episode is live and it makes this nice little Instagram profile pattern. And it's not as good as other people's. I judge myself on it. I don't know how to take it to the next level. And like, why am I thinking about that? That's ridiculous. Why do I care about my Instagram profile make, making sure that it's perfect? Well, that's how you get followers and that's how I get listeners. And I get really stressed out that if this isn't perfect, then I won't be successful at this. And then I, and then I think, well... The people who I hope to reach and the people who find me are going to be the people who need to listen to me and those people will find me no matter what. Everything will get to you because it needs to get to you, not because my Instagram is perfect. I hope that you don't like me because I'm manicured. And now I feel cliche by saying that because you have all these people who are like, let's do a authentic authenticity challenge on on Instagram and like every day we'll post one authentic picture and that just feels forced too. You know what? I'm not going to do that either. And I had this whole thing where I wanted to make a post about, oh, I'm taking a social media break. And then I was, <laughs> and then I was thinking, no, 
I shouldn't have to apologize to anybody. I shouldn't have to announce it that I'm not going to be present just so you don't unfollow me. And then I, and then I had this urge, this urge to make a, a post. I was even at work. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I was on my break and I was like pacing in the hallways trying to find a spot where nobody could hear me do an Instagram live video. And I've never done an Instagram live video and I couldn't pull the trigger. You know, I was too nervous that I like someone would interrupt me and see me and witness me being real. When I was trying to do that, I was trying to be real on Instagram live by saying, I've had this compulsion to make a post apologizing. So I'm making this post telling you that I'm not going to apologize. And then I was like, what am I doing? I'm posting about not posting about not posting about not posting. Holy crap. (laughs) Denise, just take the time off that you need And you don't have to be accountable to anybody but yourself. And it felt really good, you guys. (laughs) To not post on the internet. And, like, not apologize for it. And not show up. And And I did notice that I had, like, half of the listens that I normally get in a week. I didn't really announce until days later that my new podcast episode was live. I didn't put on a bunch of hashtags, you know? And so what? That number of people who listened, they wanted to listen. You wanted to listen. You needed to listen that day. Great. And I love you. And you are worth my full attention. You are worth my my healing. And I'm worth my healing. And if that means taking it slow and chilling out and not giving you this weird, filtered, perfect coffee version of myself, that's what you'll get. And I'm going to do that a lot more because that feels really good to just um, only be accountable to myself. And it feels real, not this like Instagram reel or Hello, I'm telling you I'm being authentic. Even though I'm telling you I'm being authentic right now. But I'm actually, I'm sitting in my bedroom in my sports bra and like, I smell musty because I was, I was going through my old bedroom at my parents' house tonight. I really wanted to find this journal that I used to have. And I took that bad boy everywhere and I wrote the darkest emo poetry ever. I really wanted to find it and compare it to the poetry that I write now in addiction and just see, like, mm, just see. Because back then it was all about self-harm for me, you know? I was definitely self-harming and and that was an addiction unto itself, still is. And I, you know what, I don't think about it too much, but I have been recently that I totally am in recovery from self-harm in that semblance too. It's all self-harm for me, right? It was self-harm with cutting, it was self-harm, with sex even, it was self-harm with alcohol, so much stuff that I'm just realizing now, which, I mean, seems crazy, like, obviously, obviously all this stuff, Denise, but I don't know, I wanted to go back and, like, essentially compare my notes before and after, you know? I couldn't find it, um, but I found something else, and I'm gonna share it with you. Uh, I was in high school, um, Hold on. I was in high school. And 
I want to say it's grade 12 probably. Grade 11 or 12. So I was um, 16. And this is what I wrote. Just We've got a, a I'll be Edwin McCain quote at the top here. The strands in your eyes that color them wonderful stop me and steal my breath. Beautiful. A, a little bit different than the shit I used to write in here, which is all like my chemical romance and the used and taking back Sunday quotes. Oh, and from first to last, of course. Uh, <laughs> and it was all like scratchy on the page and like highlighted in red and like very, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but this is, what I, this is what I wrote back then. Listen to this. I believe that everyone has a calling. They just have to dig deep constantly and be willing to explore the ends of the earth until they discover exactly what it is. Callings are things that take our breath away. Things we need to do and do not feel whole without them somehow present in our lives. For example, someone may feel something when they are in a beautiful place, such as looking over the sea at a sunset or finding yourself in a luscious garden or you are surrounded by the most loving people in the world. But when you are parted from that thing that has that aching pull of wonder on your heart and you only feel a hollow emptiness, then you know that thing has to be weaved into your life somehow. Holy crap. I'm actually like blown away and so impressed with myself. That's something that I could have written today. Like that's exactly how I feel right now about Dharma and callings and soul purpose it kind of makes me realize that I was awake. And then I started poisoning myself with alcohol and it cut it, stopped it, shut me right off. I started pushing all of this down, letting it hide away in the depths of me. And I just experienced the delicious easy breezy Sunday morning coffee essence of myself. This to me like feels like proof. Like I feel like I'm an archeologist and I just dug this up and I was like, I did exist. I did exist back then, you know? So weird. It's like, ah, oh, aliens are real. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that means anything to you folks out there, but it, uh, it was like a light bulb for me. I really love finding that today. I found some really dark stuff too. Um, it's so weird. I've, I've been talking about this darkness inside of me for a very long time. If you've read Cedar Valley, my novel, it's all about darkness versus light and how the darkness is spreading <laughs> and how the light is spreading. And it's like they're two warring diseases almost. And it's kind of like the theme of the book a little bit. Um, but I, I found this notebook from when I was in junior high. And I tried to write a novel back then. And guess what it was called? I just found it today. It's called The Darkness. And that's the word that I use to describe this like tantalizing thing with inside of me it's that stuff that we french press down and it's hiding below the surface and it's got stuck there and even no matter how many times you clean that goddamn french press it is not coming out it is that dark grunge 
mold that has just festered and has made a home in the crevices of the press. And after a while, even though you keep making fresh pots of coffee and you keep putting new boiling water in there, that insidious mold is still going to leach in a little bit at a time until you find the right thing to eradicate it. That, my friends, is sobriety. For me, anyway. Clarity. The willingness to look within. You know what? I went to an AA meeting today. My wonderful friend, who I write poetry with, she's leading her own AA meetings now on Sunday nights. Um... She's a wonderful human. If you're in Edmonton and you're looking for some, like, for some solidarity and you want some in real life stuff and you've been thinking about going to AA, I'd go with you. Hit me up. We can go to a meeting. And uh, you know what? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure on it for myself. I've done so much work already that it seems like a redundancy in some ways, but there are some aspects of it that seem really intense and really awesome. Um, I'm still, I'm not, I'm still not 100% sure one way or the other. I'll get back to you on that. You know what? I think I have to try it again. Um, I think I need to give it uh, some more chances to really have like an idea of what's really going on with it, you know? Um, but today they were talking about step five. So a I guess this is how AA works. When you go to a meeting, there's a theme, and they talk about a step and a principle. So step five um, comes after step four, and step four is all about uh, taking an honest moral inventory of yourself, which is essentially making a really dark list of all of the horrible things that you have done. And it's terrifying, and it's horrible, and it feels gross. And as one of the guys said tonight, it feels like you have been skinned alive. Yes. Yep. And so step five is when you go to somebody and you share this huge list of horrible, horrible stuff that you've done. And you admit it aloud. It's the stuff that has never seen the light of day. It is that dark, insidious mold that has found its home in the crevices of your glorious, beautiful, copper, bougie French press. (laughs) Your coffee can taste sweet as fuck, but it is not going to help you live a pure, beautiful, free life until you get that junk out of the corners. Wow. Weird how I went to that meeting and this is what we're talking about now. Hmm. See, I told you, every time I have this, it comes up in real life, you know, and it's going to come up for the next week for sure. Every time I talk about something on this podcast, it super manifests for me in real life and people say things to me. I'm like, you know what? I just talked about them on my podcast yesterday. And then I seem kind of like a a douchebag, but (laughs) sometimes I don't say that out loud and I just think it. See, look, I'm like editing myself already. I'm just saying, oh, I'm can't even think this way I can't even say that because it's not it's not okay (laughs) 
deep breath. <laughs> yep. Gonna keep doing this, gonna keep doing things for me, and um, doing lots of recharging. Because this is hard work, you guys. This is the real deal. This is hard stuff. So do not ever feel guilty for taking the rest that you need. Don't feel guilty because you're not posting on social media as much as you were. Even if you run a business and you feel like your livelihood is going to crumble because you're not posting regularly, that is so hard. And I'm not a professional in this, but I have a really strong feeling that it is worth it to take a break and to just reset and recharge, go for a massage. You know what? Do something that is just real downtime. I think it's going to really add longevity to your business, to your essence, to your being, to your life, to your sobriety, you know? Don't be afraid to let people down. Don't be afraid to show people the real you. Do not edit yourself. Just be you. Just be you. My existence is a French press. My soul is boiling water. When trouble stirs, I compress it down. Dark, thick, coffee grounds of chaos trapped below that yields pure, bittersweet stimuli to get me through the day. <laughs>